This time on Matters. Liquor gift sets. Fancy dinners. Matters on the road. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss with me at the table, the one, the only, my best friend in the whole wide world, if it isn't Matt Rose. Hello. What's up, Matty? <laughs> I, I stole. You did, and it still, like, the. it was kind of like when you get a sneeze, and then you hold the sneeze back, and you're like, oh, it's gone, and then it's like, out of the gate. Back. No, uh, yeah, so that yawn It's back. It's back in the saddle again. Oh, um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, sorry, my brain, my brain did that. To my us. brain bad. <laughs> <clears throat> Over the weekend, I went to Chicago. Ooh, how was it? Awesome, awesome. Um, Rosemary, my wonderful daughter, is doing this very fun thing called no car seats. Oh, where no. she we put her in the car seat. We start trying to get her in the car seat, and she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> and she wants to go into the front seat and drive that motherfucker. Oh, no, I, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> I can remember one time being in my parents. I oh got I think it was like a cutlass station wagon, like a giant boat of a station wagon. And my, I think my mom had left the keys in the ignition and I like the car wasn't on, but like somehow I was able to get the car in neutral <laughs> and it started to like drift. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just her chasing after the yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly chasing after the car. Um, but yeah, like we used to, um, I remember me and my friend, Brian Martin, we would, we would always play like we were driving, you know, I mean, granted we couldn't really reach the, the gas or, or um, brakes, but that didn't stop us from acting like we were driving the... God, I don't even know if they had power steering in some of those cars. Oh, God, no. So she gets in the front, and she's spinning the wheel, mm-hmm. which is not spinning the wheel at all. She's shaking it. Shaking it. Giving it a good shake. She loves giving the wheel a shake. And then um, I, it's like, nope, it's time to go into your car seat. And she throws a fit. <laughs> And it's like, I understand that learning just to eat the shit sandwich of what you have to do mm-hmm. is something that you learn, mm-hmm. <laughs> not something that your free spirit wants to do, <laughs> especially when you're only like 21 months old. And it's yeah. like, why would I ever go into that car seat? Why would I ever compromise? All I've ever known is victory. Right. <laughs> She's a real Trump. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. No, uh, it's so fucking terrible. And at the same time, you deal with it, you know, yeah. like, then it becomes like, I understand anything anyone has ever said about parenting eventually will be true. Mm-hmm. And every, like, snarky, like, how dare you piece of advice that you mm-hmm. ever thought in your mind, you're like, I was a fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, it totally makes sense why people put their kids in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense why they hand them their phones. Yeah. It totally makes sense because it's just like, sometimes it's just, it feels like it's not worth it. Yeah. I, it's like waves beating against a rock, right? 
that rock at the very beginning stood very firm against those waves, and eventually it got worn down. <laughs> and the thing is, from time to time, I'm not fatalistic per se, but I am like, does this fucking matter? Does me giving her my phone matter mm-hmm. if I can get her into her car seat and then take the phone away? Wait. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, as soon as you hear that click, click. <laughs> Once I get those legs in, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real John Wayne case. <laughs> oh, jeez. Cut that. Um, oh, not cutting it. All right, well, I have to <laughs> no, Now I'm the editor. You have to do what I say. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> now I show you a trick or two. Um, but yeah, like, uh, no, I, I did the part that I needed to do. I got your legs locked yeah. in. Yeah. And... Until she figures out how to get her legs out. Which will be very soon, because she is strong as an ox <laughs> and smart as a whip. And she pays attention. She pays attention. And it do- it doesn't take much pressure to unlock those no, it doesn't. seat belts. Yeah, once she puts two and two together. Like, wait a minute. Those you guys are just going to have to get a bungee cord. <laughs> well, like, when we were kids, your parents would have just been like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, come like ride I, in the front seat with mommy. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> being in a car seat. Neither do I. I. I can remember from a very young age just being told to stand still while I was at the bottom of the, you know, the belt. Because, I mean, like, I can remember cars that had lap belts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where, like, that's basically just a recipe for getting cut in half. Like, <laughs> well... And and that was a marked safety improvement, improvement over being a projectile that goes into the windshield. Yeah. We we had the grocery getter. Yeah, we we sat in the back of that thing. Oh, me too. After a after oh yeah, gunning at the cars behind you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, having a great time. My brother oh man, and that's me. something. That's something that that kids now don't understand is the the gunner seat and the station wagon. <laughs> Like now, the kid would probably be put in child protective services. Then it was like, no, nope, those kids are having fun. That's what I. <laughs> that's the seat I want. Please, no one hit this car. <laughs> those cars were the only cars that like could get into a head-on collision, look like nothing happened, and everybody died. <laughs> Just an absolute disaster. So we finally get her in, and it's just one of those things where it's like, if you're twenty months. That six-hour drive to Chicago is not fun. No, it, that is a significant portion of your life. Right. <laughs> you know, so on the way there, in general, we we divvy it up because it also saves us money and saves us the headache of trying to drive to Chicago in one day. Oh, so where do you stop? Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, nice. Yeah, we stay at the uh, courtyard in, in Portage Road. Nice. Or um, in Portage. Yeah. And now I know the name of the street, and I can't. Oh, if you're looking for me, you've been there more recently than I have. Oh, <laughs> West I'm Michigan, West Maine. West Nedge. West Nedge, okay. It's on West They Nedge. all have West in their names. Thank you. <laughs> all I needed was West, and I got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was the big thing, is that we will go after her bedtime. Mm-hmm. She'll sleep to Kalamazoo, and then we wake up, and we leave first thing in the morning, and she'll usually fall asleep on the way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then that's fine. And then on the way back, we leave super super early and then... Just power through? Try to. We usually stop at exit 112, which is the loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we can 
get there, it's kind of a bumpy ride. Okay. You know, but you do what you have to do. Like, mm-hmm. we have, my daughter loves Elvis, <laughs> but she okay. only loves, so let me re- really hone this in. She loves the song Hound Dog, mm. and she loves the song Heartbreak Hotel. Okay. She pretty much has no use for the rest of Elvis's Elvis catalog. catalog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She could just chuck it all in the trash. Take it or leave it. But if Hound Dog comes on, she stops. Yeah, she hears doo-doo. And and then, well, yeah, that's a jailhouse rock. Oh, shit, that's right. Um, oh, yeah, the Carl Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she hears, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. And she gets yeah. really excited about that. By the way, Hound Dog has probably top 10, maybe top five worst guitar solos I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean... The Carl Perkins one isn't that bad, but... I'm sure it's not. I mean, it's it's no it's no punk rock girl from the Dead Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> well, this really does make the Dead Milkman look like geniuses. Um, okay, so we get there. Let's say, I mean, this is a two minute and fourteen second song. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out this the, the guitar chops on Elvis. It wasn't that bad stuff. Well, also, it, I, I, it was Blue Sweet Shoes that was Carl Perkins. It, though I think, though I think he stole Hound Dog too. To be, to be perfectly honest, he from stole someone Hound else. Dog. Yeah, yes, he stole it from I forget her name, but she sang it. Yeah, she, he stole everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he made them hits, and he did make some of those people money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but, I mean, I just think that Carl Perkins was a better musician than Elvis. Elvis had sex appeal, baby. Carl Perkins was not a good-looking man. No. (laughs) No, I was just listening to somebody talk about um, Christopher Cross the other day. And, like, Mm -hmm. women... Oh, it was uh, was on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend (laughs) podcast. It was Paul Rudd. And they were talking about that as celebrities, they get to meet people that they've had preconceived notions about because they've either seen their work or they've heard their songs Mm -hmm. and sometimes it exceeds and sometimes it doesn't even come close but like they were talking about christopher cross (laughs) and women were going crazy for christopher cross because it wasn't mtv yet in the 80s so nobody really knew what that would have been early 80s yeah it would have been late 70s early 80s 80s. yeah because he was yacht rock wasn't yeah he was yacht rock and um like no one knew what he looked like, and then they saw him, and it's like, oh no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to Chicago, no problem. Mm-hmm. Coming back, yeah, I mean, it's a long drive anyway. It is a very long drive. But next week, or actually, I guess it would be today. Just <gasps> don't look under the curtain, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I am in uh, Pennsylvania right now. Oh. I am actually in Pennsylvania at this very moment, outside of Philly, and I'm going to New York to see Hamilton tomorrow. Oh, no way. That's that's crazy you mentioned that. I'm in Peru. You're in Peru? <laughs> that's crazy. No joke. I know. <laughs> also, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited about this because I've been planning it for a while, mm-hmm. and Catherine and I are flying to Philly oh. because we both looked at each other 
after driving to, to Chicago, Chicago and said, and we're nope, like, this <laughs> trip adds four more hours. <laughs> we're like, nah. So is Rosemary at an age where you do not have to pay? She is still under two. Okay. So we don't have to pay yet. Okay. So I'm going to another lift behind the curtain. Uh, we're going a little bit more premium this flight. <laughs> it's a very short flight anyway. So yeah, Philly, Philly is like what an hour and a half. It's about that. So yeah. it was just kind of like next year we're going to have to pay for her, mm-hmm. and I think it's a full fare when they're above two. Yikes! So we were kind of like, well, if it's a full fare when they're above two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might <laughs> why as don't well we? Just, yeah, why don't uh, we splurge this time on because us? Yeah. Uh, we aren't going to be able to do this. For a long time. Well, yes, I would like a champagne. <laughs> exactly. Like, could we, too, join the Mile High Club? <laughs> my, uh, That's a weird transition from what I was going to say with my mom and sister. But, um, <laughs> uh, Keep I, it. <laughs> I, in, in a week from now, I will actually be heading to, uh, to Europe. And I'm going with my mom and my sister. I think that the way that it worked out, my sister could get my mom and her first class and I'm going to be coach. And it's like, ah, whatever. I'm going to take an Ativan. Fuck you. (laughs) I will take one red wine and one Ativan, please. Done. (laughs) The guy next to you is like, oh, boy, this guy. Yeah, might be in a coma. I don't know. I can put my dick in this guy's mouth. He won't know. (laughs) Not care. He keeps keeps needing the ball. (laughs) (laughs) He likes it. I might cut that part. Probably not. I I just wanted to say it because you always say it. (laughs) That's my favorite thing to do. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah, I love. I love listening to this in transmissions and hearing you be like, "I'm gonna cut that," and then it stays. It stays in. That's part of the charm. That's part part of the charm. Part of the mystique. The the big thing about traveling with Rosemary is that she's fun. And she wants to see her family, love scene, and Marie and Elizabeth who mm-hmm. live in Chicago. Where does Dan live? He lives in Chicago too, but he's in the suburbs. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit rarer for him to come to in. Come out. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, it's really like the equivalent of us driving to Saginaw. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, where it's just like, it's not that far logistically. Logistically? Sure. On a map, it's not that far. But, but traffic-wise. It is insane. And, and I totally get it well, because, because they he, have toll roads and shit exactly yeah. and he also drives it monday through friday because he works in the city now oh and it's like the last thing i would want to do is just yeah no, do I it again it. i get it yeah yeah so that's fine but uh we had one of our fancy ass dinners mm-hmm. and it was jose andres as the uh focal point of the meal it was like a progression of his life as a chef Oh. And the different, um, and kind of like one table a night, the whole proceeds from that table go to. He does that world kitchen, mm-hmm. um, which is when a, like a hurricane or a natural disaster strikes, he goes there, sets up kitchens, and feeds mm-hmm. people. And yeah, I think I, I think I saw something about that in like one of the latest disasters in a string of disasters, and he was there. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, and his food is. Outstanding, I would, I would unbelievably imagine. good. So, what was what was this particular meal? So he's Spanish, mm-hmm. and he is famous for introducing tapas to the United States. Mm-hmm. Love so tapas, 
Yeah, so it begins with tapas and then kind of goes to the different restaurants that he has opened throughout the world. Okay. And kind of taking a dish or two from each one. So like one of them. How many courses are we talking? We're talking about 12. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it's it's tapas, so they're not huge. Yeah, it was a lot of small bites. And at the same time, like you never left hungry. Oh, no, no. I remember when I had like a five course or, or it was like a five or a seven course. And it was like. That is that is more than enough. I did not need that last course, right? <laughs> and like when you get the wine pairings, and that's what we had, and and it was a were it the was Spanish a, wines? Yes, yes, lots of Spanish wines, mm. and uh, we splurged as well because it's white truffle season. <sighs> so they had a white Love me the white truffle. Yeah, they had a white truffle dish, and uh, it was supplemental. Like you didn't have to have yeah. it, and we were like, yes, we yes, do. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> I insist. And it was basically potato cheese soup with truffles. And they come to your table and they have a brown butter sauce that they put on top. Oh, geez. And then they have the truffle and the shaver. Do they, do they shave? Yeah. Yep. Oh. And it's just like... That's all you get. Catherine... Maybe a couple more thips for you. A couple more thips for her. They're like, you bought this truffle. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but before you even get the truffles, they bring over like a cigar humidor kind of. Oh, it's climate controlled, that truffle? Exactly. Yeah. And they bring I mean, it a to pig you. dug that out of the earth. <laughs> at, at great cost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens it up at our table. He's like, just a, a little preview of things to come. And they this open. This truffle is named Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they open up this box and it's just. It, and I get it. You either love truffles or you hate truffles. I love truffles. And as a luxury ingredient, it is next to foie, probably the most overused for a good reason, because it's fucking delicious. Oh, God. I, at home, have black and white truffle oil, and I love using them for the dumbest things. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Using it on pizza is absolutely delicious using it in soups delicious as like a as like a garnish fantastic you know just just a few drops and like one of the things that i I like about fustinis is that you get an actual eyedropper so you can have three drops of truffle oil and cool that is all i wanted or you can have more i Depending on the thing, because with like oil or less, because <laughs> with oils especially, they it can ruin something super fast. Yeah, and can just that's why with like truffles, you want to control how much you put in. Yeah, yeah, because like when you actually get the truffle slices, that are you have to almost eat immediately. You cannot yeah. wait because, because it'll overpower it. No, when you have real truffle, I've never the, had real truffles to to put the, that out there. The scent disappears quickly oh really once they're sliced the fragrance is in the air probably for a minute and a half oh wow when you if you actually take one of those slices it doesn't taste like the scent Mm -hmm. so you you really have to incorporate it quickly Mm -hmm. and it's amazing yeah and it's it's like it is purely a luxury item because it does. It like disappears so so quickly, fast, so fast. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, it was worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> what was what, what were the, what were some of your favorite things? 
they did aside from the thing with the truffles. <laughs> the truffle, the truffle is a stunner. There was a the tapas at the beginning. He does hamon birico, which is ham, mm-hmm. which it's is Iberian the, ham. Yeah, yeah, Iberi- <laughs> uh, yeah, Iberico <laughs> ham, which is kind of like the Spanish answer to not serrano, uh, st- uh, not not even Parma. Even a step up from that is prosciutto. Mm-hmm. It's the Spanish answer to prosciutto, mm-hmm. and it bodies prosciutto like <laughs> prosciutto. It's like get that shit out of my face. Zibirico <laughs> ham here, and I don't know. They might even be cured the same, but it's a different pig mm-hmm. that pretty much eats nothing but acorns. Oh, so it's really yeah, that'll change the flavor. It's really definitely. nutty. It's really amazing. Yeah. And uh, they just, he puts a slice of that down and then puts caviar on top of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he called it, it's a taco. And <laughs> it's like pure opulence, but yeah. it's just like this tiny little bite. Mm-hmm. And but it's it, probably delicious. And it tastes like land and sea, you know, like it mm-hmm. really tastes like both. Mm-hmm. It's truly surf and turf and it's crazy. I and bet. It sounds, I mean, you know, I, I haven't had meat in a very long time but it sounds delicious you know i mean i can i can put myself you in the shoes of a meat eater yeah and be like oh this sounds really good or that sounds fucking gross as hell he did skate so i guess at one of his restaurants he does a lot of whole fish mm-hmm. and he did skate wing and then you kind of do it like barbecue like a skate peel. is skate is like a flat fish right yeah it's yeah. kind of like a ray yeah and basically, you pull the rib cage portion, and the meat is there, and it's like dolloped, and it's amazingly good. Mm-hmm. That was outstanding. Dolloped in what? Um, I, forget. I mean, everything was butter. It was just yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was like butter for days. He did croquet croquettes that were like a chicken cordon bleu tender, like oh. so, like it pretty much exploded in your mouth. Yeah. And that was unbelievably good. Oh, I bet. There were so many little bites that were just delicious. Oh, my God. And then the desserts were like one of them had a little cheese course with blue cheese, which I don't like. You don't like blue cheese? I, not my oh, favorite. I used, to love, I used to love blue cheese. But it was like dressing. this very <laughs> thin. I wanted to be clear about that. It was dressing, not actual <laughs> blue cheese. <laughs> So I guess they took blue cheese and they froze a block of blue cheese, condensed so could, it. So they could like shave it? So or? they could shave it. Yep. And then they put it on top of this like ice cream-esque dessert with like punches of fruit in it. Oh. And then you would, you would have it and it was like blue. And it was like this very thin wafer of mm, blue cheese geez. that was ice cold in the shape of a cow. <laughs> it, it, like like a little stamp like mm-hmm. you know that a children's book would have for yeah cow the cow goes moo moo that was unbelievable the they had um kobe like short rib or something like that which was amazing it was just it was really cool and it was just nice it's very difficult and i think you and i have talked about this a little bit but it's just I love being a dad. Mm-hmm. Catherine loves being a mom. Mm-hmm. And I love working and making time for Catherine and me to be together is just difficult because 
of the demands of one and two there. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Rosemary starts crying right now, we're stopping this and we're going to see we're, what's yeah, going we're, on. We're like, pausing, yeah. Because that is my job. That's like that's the most important that's thing. That's not the job you can you can punch out of <laughs> that's right, the like job there, that 24 hours a day. Yeah. There is no stopping that. And when you have that, you need to continually make time mm-hmm. for your partner so that you can check in with each other because and you don't go nuts. You don't go, <laughs> you don't go nuts and you don't think, you know, because as somebody who has practiced magical thought in his <laughs> lifetime and also can take you from zero to everybody's dead in about 20 seconds, mm-hmm. I need to talk to Catherine and it was just nice to have a dinner or just us. Mm-hmm. You can decompress a little Our bit. Baby you can enjoy with her sisters who were overjoyed to see her. Yeah, I bet. You know, everybody was with both of them. Yes. Oh, they probably loved it. They loved it, and everybody's having a great time. And uh, next week, tickets, season tickets for next year go on sale, and uh, the focus is Tokyo. So they're going to do uh, street food, Japanese food. So you're probably going to have like yakitori and stuff yeah, like I'm that. Hoping, yeah. I'm hoping for some really cool mm-hmm. stuff. And then Mexico City is the second oh. menu. <laughs> and I'm excited about that because Mexico is finally being realized. As a great, Recognized, excuse me, as mm-hmm. the truly yeah, great culinary society that they oh, are yeah. and have always been. Yeah. But we've just been like tacos, tacos and burritos, chalupas, <laughs> flautas, <laughs> you know. And the third menu is Heston Blumenthal's restaurant. The Fat Duck is um, coming to take over for a little bit. Hmm. So I'm sure Heston Blumenthal will come and be like, yeah, let's uh, have a little fun here in the old city of Chicago. Cool, cool, cool. So that's what's going on with me, Mitty. Nice, nice. No, that, that. So when you are in Philly, you said that you were going to see Hamilton? Yes, yes. What else are you going to do in Philadelphia aside from Hamilton? Well, so on Saturday morning, we're taking the Jersey train into the city, into New York City, mm, okay. where we're seeing Hamilton. We're seeing it at the Richard Rogers Theater. And Rosemary, I'm assuming, is going to be with her grandparents? You got it. All right, I just want to find out so I can rob you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're going to fly back from Peru to yeah. do that? I was never going to Peru. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've said some pretty sad things yeah. on this show. But that might be the saddest. Oh, I'm going to cut it all. So you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but will you? I'm listening oh, to this Oh, it one. hurts when I hear it back to me. <laughs> it, it does have a sting to it. Well, especially the way you said it. <laughs> you said it like you said it like a 13-year-old spiting their father. <laughs> <laughs> will you, Dad? <laughs> Maybe you don't get it. Okay, you're boomer. old and old-fashioned. Your ways are uncool, old man. Oh, he's right. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> so you're going to a train? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're taking the Jersey. I think it's the Path train. I'm not sure, but it's a Penn Station. And then we have a um, hotel Right outside of Times Square, which is not normally where we would stay. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, but what can you do? 
you, if nothing. it was if it was affordable in a nice hotel, you go. You go. I mean, I can remember getting a, a pretty nice place in like Central Park West, where it was under a hundred dollars a night. Where I was like, done. <laughs> I will take it. And it's a Marriott property, and Catherine gets points. And oh well, yeah, there you go. I mean, we talked because this is to to celebrate. Um, kind of um, our achievement with the house and mm-hmm. what we've done there. So yeah. we were kind of like, well, we could go a little bit more all out. And then we were like, eh. no, we're we, already, we're already seeing a show. We're already doing, we've all kind of already things, gone yeah. all out a little bit. Yeah. Um, truly, if I had to do it over again, I don't think I would have gone to podcast movement this year. Oh yeah. If I would have, if I would have had last it, year was good enough. Last year was good enough. This year was just more of the same. More of the same. Yeah. If I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it. Don't think you're going to go back? No. I absolutely know I'm not going back, okay. which is fine. What if it was in Detroit? I would go if it was in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, like, you could, because you don't have to pay for a hotel. You don't have to pay for a hotel for you, Catherine, and, and Rosemary. Yeah, I get it. And yeah, flight and all that. Yeah. I mean, like. Shit, if it was in Detroit, I might go. But <laughs> yeah. Like. It, is it in the Renaissance Center? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I got free parking. Yeah. <laughs> I literally have everything I could ask for. <laughs> like, I mean, really, that's that trip cost us a fortune. Yeah. Oh, I bet. An absolute fortune. And I got a little bit out of it. And I got to meet cool people. And, mm-hmm. and that's why you go the second yeah. year. Um, but I just wasn't in the headspace for it, to be honest like to realize like to be truthful about me it was like i wasn't going to schmooze and then it was it was the final party of the final real night and it was like oh well let me try to make some connections here right <laughs> and that was cool and, and but it was like yeah this cost us f- fucking so much money yeah yeah i won't I, i'm not gonna do this again mm-hmm. and especially like not that I regret Catherine and Rosemary coming. I just kind of felt like, well, we could be doing something then. Better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And if I would have gone by myself, it would have been a different experience and a different trip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So. Because well, that's what you did last year, right? That's, well, yeah. When I was in, when it was in Philly, mm-hmm. like, it kind of didn't make sense to do it any other way. Mm-hmm. But then Catherine was with her parents and she. Yeah. You know, we child care was taken care of, and we thought we had child care taken care of in Florida, and nope. that did not come to yeah, pass. Yeah, I recall hearing. <laughs> so, but oh well, you live, you learn. Yeah. So uh, for my trip to Peru, I am one thing that I'm really looking forward to is the food. I hear that the food in Lima is ridiculous, specifically the ceviche. So I was going to say it's the ceviche. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. But also, just they have so much like Amazonian food. So I am I'm looking forward to a whole bunch of food that I cannot pronounce. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would like um my, just keep saying what is this jicama? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I saw one of the um the menus for a restaurant that I'm gonna go to, and it was like. Tatiana, how, 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 do you, how, how do you say all these words? Like, they're Amazonian. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you how to pronounce the Spanish word. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> then, cool. But, <laughs> but like, there's, 
a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I, I didn't know that there was cocoa milk and stuff. You know, no. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I I was sent pictures of the food, um, from this place. And it looks ridiculous. So I'm definitely looking forward to the food and I'm looking forward to a whole bunch of stuff for my Lima trip. The um, the European trip, I'm a, I have a little bit more trepidation um, just because I don't speak German and I don't speak French. And I've been trying to learn as much as possible, but it is really hard to learn as much as possible in a month. So, um, yeah. Well, Germans... You know, a lot of them know English. Oh, I've been told that almost everybody knows English and that as soon as they hear that you are American, they want to speak English with you. Yes. But I am but still going to make that make that effort. Well, luckily my sister speaks more French than I do, so she will help. But you know, I think even a lot of French people if you make the effort, they're like, "All right, look, dude, this is painful. I'm just going to speak English to you." Um They're like yeah, that's that's he <laughs> just learned the French for fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have I have tried. I can speak a lot more Spanish than I can French or German, and you know, I I took Spanish for four years in high school and stuff. And Duolingo helps you remember, so like I haven't failed anything on duolingo in spanish aside from the times where i was trying to write and autocorrect fucked me up but like german and french especially if the french pronunciation fuck you french <laughs> that is not how you pronounce that word like i i you know we're from the north in the united states we pronounce a lot of things out of our nose but fucking hell right. <laughs> <laughs> i i thought that we were nasal and then i tried speaking french and it was like nope you just don't even open your mouth the whole time <laughs> yeah oh okay sure <laughs> back again <laughs> well i mean just the fact that you say like oh like yeah. instead of i mean oh. like i see it and it's like en oh well n right like oh <laughs> fuck you that's not how you say that word you're stupid you don't know how to pronounce your own language Idiot. Domo. Yeah. <laughs> Every Parisian will be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, there he is. There he Chase is. Chase him through the streets with a baguette. Get him. And then Blitzkrieg <laughs> Bob starts playing. <laughs> I was uh, thinking more Saplan Point Moi. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great song. Great song. Great song. Great song. I'm I'm excited I'm excited for your trip I'm excited yeah, for my I'm, trip I'm I'm excited for my trips Yeah I'm I'm looking forward to them I love it Well I think that's a good time to take a break It is We'll be back with more matters after this <gasps> I jumped in You got it <laughs> You fucking got it <laughs> <laughs> Sur mon lit à bouffer sa langue en buvant en mon whisky quant à moi peu dormi vide et bris Mais j'ai dû dormir dans la gouttière où j'ai eu un flash Ouh En quatre couleurs Allez hop un matin une louloute est venue chez moi poupée de cellophane cheveux chinois Un sparadrap une gueule de bois 
into this week i got something locked and loaded i just got my vinyl me please selections for november so anyone who doesn't know what vinyl me please so vinyl me please is a record club very similar in style to columbia house in terms of you always get a record every month mm not similar but it's not a scam <laughs> but it's not a scam like you yeah it is for a whole year three hundred dollars hmm. for a record every month and that turns out to be about twenty three dollars a record which is about the price of a record yeah. A tr- uh, yeah like a record can go anywhere from 19 to 40 mm-hmm. for a pretty average record do you get to pick the records so they have three tracks mm-hmm. they have classics essentials and rap hip-hop okay so classics is much more of your jazz represses Mm -hmm. um a lot of world music ends up in there things Mm -hmm. that are that skew very much yeah that skew a little bit older record collector skew a little bit more like oh i wish they would repress this blue note of art blakely Mm-hmm. You know, like that is their target market there. Okay. The hip hop is usually fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have done um, everything from the, this month. It was Slow Tie, which is a uh, UK rapper. Last month it was DeBrat. Before that, <laughs> DeBrat. It was uh, like Method Man. They uh, did De La Soul. They did. I bet you loved the De La Soul. Didn't yes. You? <laughs> well, I, I bought the De La Soul in the aftermarket because it sold yeah. out immediately. Oh wow. Um, well, yeah. I remember. I remember you looking at it. Uh, you and um, Jen. Yep. And I were looking at it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I bought that in the aftermarket. They just have a tendency to be in. They they seem to be fans themselves mm-hmm. first, which is always good. And then they find interesting ways either to press it. So like with the classics, they don't really fuck around. They're mm-hmm. usually on black vinyl yep. and look as much like the originals as possible. As possible yeah. Sometimes they sometimes they will go fancier and, and do a different color or something like that. But usually mm-hmm. the fans of that want... I would imagine they want straight ahead. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and what they'll do instead of a different color variant is they will do some interviews with people who were either in the recording studio when it was oh, recorded, okay. or just different takes and things along those lines, mm-hmm. or have a world class reviewer make his notes on it. So they just did Brubeck's um, Jap- Japan. Um, he did. He went to Japan and then he wrote a bunch of songs about his time in Japan. Okay. And kind of what he saw and 
it has been out of print for a very long time, and they reprinted it, and they had a reviewer talk about kind of brew back at that time, mm-hmm. and that was included with that release. I didn't get that re- release because that's not my bag. I mean, yeah, I would no, listen I to it. it, but it doesn't mean as much to me. I get the essentials. So okay. last month's essential was the Flaming Lips Soft Bulletin. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. And then this month it was Queens of the Stone Age, nice songs for the deaf, and I was super excited to get that one, and the one before that. So the cool thing is, you can if there if there's a release that you do not like, let's just say that it was um, anal cunts. <laughs> everyone should die. Everyone, everyone should, should be die. killed or whatever. Yeah. yeah, everyone should be killed. And you're like, you know. I don't need not really my bag. I don't need twenty three of my dollars going to this, this. grindcore masterpiece. <laughs> um, you can swap out previous months. Oh, okay. So if you find out like Debrat wasn't as important to me as the record I swapped out for, which was Camp Low, and Camp Low was kind of an underground boom bap hip hop group from the nineties. That I didn't discover until like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I liked that record, so I just swapped it out. Okay. The other thing is that you can add a tract for $23 a month. So you don't have to sign up for another full annual subscription for a track. You can literally every month choose whether or not you're going to add that tract onto your existing tract. Okay. And you can swap those as well. Yeah. So I, I have the... I have the hip hop track as an add on right now because the hip hop ones have been selling out so fast Mm -hmm. and it's usually been pretty interesting stuff and they do a great job. They really, they, you can tell that they care. So is it kind of like the criterion collection? I would say that that's a very, very fair comparison. Okay. And they, and they really do one offs like, Lately, it seems that all of a sudden they have found some pressings, which means to me that they probably have repressed a couple hundred because they're they're still trying to make money. They're still a record club. And if all you see is everything sold out all the time, you're like, well, I'm never going to get what I want anyway. Yeah. See ya. So like every month or two, something that's been sold out, they'll be like, we have a couple more copies of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, did you repress it or did you hold on to some? Mm. Who knows? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's from the vaults. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, who cares? Yeah. But um, and then every Wednesday they do new wax new wax Wednesday. And it's usually something that's interesting. So like the new Danny Brown, they did a different variant of it. So variants kind of like if you think about comic books. Yep, like the standard cover, and then a different artist will do a different cover. Yep. Um, with records, it's usually the normal one is black vinyl, and then they'll do some trippy, yep. different color vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I, but they I, might I, have it pressed at a different plant as well, mm-hmm. which is usually where the big differences come in. Mm-hmm. Is where it's pressed. Okay. So, very cool. Yeah, I love it, uh, and. You and I just listened to a little bit of the Queens of the Stone Age record. Yeah, it sounded fantastic. And it sounded fucking great. So Yeah, I mean, we we were talking last week, though. Uh, 
that um, the Misfits Collection One sounded fantastic. And yeah, it's like what the fuck, man. I'm it's just, <laughs> I'm really enjoying having a record player. Yeah, uh, I'm listening uh, this year. I mean, I'm no joke. Have listened to more music this year than I think that I have in the last three. That wasn't just streaming. That wasn't or? just streaming. Yeah, like a greatest hits or a genre. Mm-hmm. And finding new stuff, finding a lot of new music. Yeah, I found and a lot of new stuff uh, streaming though. Like I, uh, I like definitely have. Stuff, yeah, I definitely have. I mean, I've there's been suggestion for me playlists mm-hmm. where the algorithm has selected a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, you figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this year, I think the pop record is is excellent, and I found that by going to a record store mm-hmm. that was not suggested to me at all. Yeah. So like. It's just been cool to kind of get back into music a little bit. Yeah, that's it. That is cool. Maddie. Um, well, it is November, so it is liquor gift set time of the year. Fucking love your love of liquor gift sets. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. It but delights me that you're like, no, I want a cup that says doers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the cup, it's the ice maker. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I was at Meyer last or no a couple weeks ago, Mystique, and I saw this because you know the early part of the year they don't really have the best gift sets. They're just kind of testing the waters. No, this early, is this early is in all the year, this is all full of shit. I am making this up. But no, but, like but still, like, usually they, what would happen is they're getting the new and interesting stuff now. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the year is what they didn't sell out of during the holidays. <laughs> so I, I had already bought like my beer for the, or at least I had my beer for the week in the in the cart. And then I looked and I saw, geez, there was a Glenlivet. I already have the Glenlivet set. I don't need four glasses. I already have two, and I have Glencairn glasses already. So those glasses are like bigger Glencairn glasses. A Glencairn glass, if you don't know, is kind of like a wine glass for whiskey where it traps the nose better. So um, when you drink it, you, you know, cause whiskey, they've got noses like wine. And so if you're drinking something like uh, port Charlotte or, or Lafroig, it's going to have a Way, much different yeah. nose than if you're drinking even like Isle of Jura or, or something like Johnny Walker. And that leads me to, I saw a Johnny Walker set. And say what you will about the blended versus single malt, cram it up your ass. I don't give a shit. I like what I like. I like single malts and I like some blends, specifically Johnny Walker. I like Johnny Walker. And so they had a box set where it was like a special bottle of Johnny Walker Black with two little bottles in there. And I was like, oh, what? It was Johnny Walker Gold, which is my favorite Johnny Walker, uh, and Johnny Walker Double Black, which I've never had, and I didn't want to buy a bottle because it's like f- fucking fifty. Right, that's a huge bucks. investment. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Johnny Walker Gold or Blue, which are the the two most expensive, except for their variant bottles, where those can go for I don't know four or five hundred. But I'm not going to spend that much. <laughs> Even though those bottles are really cool, and like the um the one that I'm thinking of, I wish I could remember the name of it. Uh, Johnny Walker, because they are one of the best selling whiskeys in the world, they have funds. 
and they were able over the decades to buy some barrels from distilleries that have since gone under and these barrels are rare kind of like records Mm -hmm. you get an out of print duke ellington right you might be able to sell that for quite a bit well if you sit on some of these barrels of whiskey you can make a blend where you know how this tastes, this tastes, and this tastes, and no one else does, and you can make your blend from that, where you don't have to sell the whole barrel. You can make a special blend and then charge through the nose, and that's why I said like 500 bucks is not an underestimation of how much these bottles well, will no, go. Seen- if you can get it, if you can't, then you have to just deal with fucking capitalism at work man and yeah yeah. (laughs) no i've seen bottles for over a grand oh yeah and that's i'm not even talking about the 18 years or 25 years or fucking 40 years like i know that at a liquor store around the corner from here they have a glenfiddich like 25 year where it is more money than i want to yeah or maybe it was it was either Glenfiddich twenty five or Glenfiddich forty, where it was. It was five figures, <laughs> and I saw that and thought, like, well, I did get my bonus. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, but and I mean, I like Glenfiddich too. That's that's one of my one of my favorite scotches. On a, if that's what they got, that's what I'm gonna take. Um, but. Johnny Walker Black is like my go-to if I go to a place and they don't have a great scotch selection. I start with Johnny Walker Black and then I see where the night goes. And if I want to get a McAllen, then I get a McAllen. If I want to get something outside of that and go something peatier than a Laphroaig or a Port Charlotte or, some, or even an Isle of Jura. If I want to go something much lighter, then I'll go like back to the Glenfiddich and the Glenlivet and it's and wild because like I haven't had too many opportunities to have good scotches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the places that we go to in, in Chicago is called the office mm-hmm. and the office is a speakeasy and it specializes in rare and hard to finds. <gasps> and I was there with Andy French, who was the bartender yes. at go yes. for a long time. And he ordered funny guy too. Great guy. Love him. And he ordered some scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, this, I would, I'm going to switch up and get something different next time because I can taste the sea in this one. This, this yeah. distillery is, <laughs> was way too close to the ocean for yeah. my tastes. Mm-hmm. I can taste the salt. Yeah. I'm like, That's crazy. And then I had some and I was like, You can, you can, you definitely. can taste, yep. Yep. And it tastes like the sea. Yeah. Well, um, the uh, the Jefferson's Ocean, yes, the, Ocean. where where they actually took barrels of the whiskey and put it on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's that explains some of the things about that whiskey. I like Jefferson's, but the, not my favorite. No, um, but I just I I always look forward to this time of the year for the gift sets because you can get cool glasses or or like ice makers or stuff like that or just like the little bottles like right now they have a chivas regal um where it is the chivas regal 12 year and then it comes with a bottle of 15 and 18 year 
See, that's a great gift set. Yeah, I love that. Where you're paying the exact same amount of money that you would. Like the, the Johnny Walker black set that I got was the same price that you would pay for a regular bottle. But you get extra stuff, and that's why I like it. Like I have, I think last year I bought a Johnny Walker set. Uh, and I have like Johnny Walker glasses now as a, as like a bonus. And you know, Johnny Walker tries stuff oh, outside yeah. of like you know just having Johnny Walker red, black, and blue. The, or and I mean you know green and and or and all the other stuff. But they uh, like I have a bottle of Johnny Walker. That was aged in red wine barrels, and you can taste it. Super <laughs> it interesting. Is, yeah, it is. It is definitely you know, and I know that uh, that Glenn Ranji does the same thing, where you know they'll have one aged in a port barrel and one aged in a rum barrel, and you can one thousand percent taste the different barrels. You know, sherry and port and, and all that. It's wild because since we're talking about this, one of the after we had the fancy truffle dish, they got out of order on our menu. Oh, how dare them! So, we and we've been there long enough that we recognize people in the front of the house. I mean, they do so much research and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They make you feel like they're your best friends in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. And when you're there and you check in on them, it's kind of like seeing a friend. It's it's yes. very cool. And. They came over, they apologized, and then they laid down three glasses. And they were like, we got a little bit out of order. So you get the standard wine pairing, which is what I always get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're like, and we're going to give you a taste for this next course of our ultra, which is the highest level they got, and then the um, uh, premium. Mm-hmm. So standard premium ultra. Yes. And uh, just see what you think. And... It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It was lobster. Um, the the course was lobster. Oof. And they were like, the ultra goes amazing with the lobster. Mm-hmm. And it was wild because it did. In talking Just talking about like how different styles and different. Mm-hmm. I think they were all the same style of wine, but just different manufacturers, different vintners, uh, different varietals. Yeah. Or same varietal, but different terroir. Well, can't believe I actually used terroir in a sentence. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but but the, you know, from different places, and it was different. I literally yeah. tasted differences, and like when people are just like, "Oh, wine's the same," and I'm like, "No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's not even it's close. like saying all beer's the same, or yeah." Because the ultra, like when we had it, it was perfect for the lobster because of the butteriness of the lobster. Mm-hmm. The flavor was very on the front end, and then it just cut off, and it left your palate pretty much clean. Oh, it was it was like almost refreshing in a way. Yeah, and it was like it just cuts the butter, mm-hmm. and it was like that's awesome. And then we had the um, it the was premium. a white yeah, and all three were one, and we had the premium, and that was excellent. And then we had the standard, and we fucking threw it we on the ground. Yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah. threw it in their face. Well, how are we living uh, this? Excuse way? me. Ultra, Come please. Here. Oh, God, my eyes. The my goggles. Name. They so do we, nothing. We changed our name. <laughs> we are now Matt and Catherine Ultra. Uh, no, I'm not paying. 
it, it's astronomical what the ultra wide pairing yeah, costs. I, I bet. But to, to your point, it's like it's it's cool when you can see the levels, mm-hmm. the vertical, I guess is what that's called, that a house like Johnny Walker can have. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, yeah, this is this is what we do, and this is what we get excited about, and how mm-hmm. we get excited. What's yeah. the um, what's the big pickup? Which one should I get? What gift set should we look at? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go and I'd have to look at what they have right now. Like right now, one of the things they have, um, and I'm not a particular fan of Jack Daniels, but they have a lot of Jack Daniels sets where it'll be the Jack Daniels like old number seven. There'll be the Jack Daniels like single barrel rye and single barrel like Sinatra or whatever. You know, they, yeah. they've they've got uh, Johnny Walker is st- or uh, not. I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Daniels is starting to sell a lot more of their rare stuff in just regular markets and stuff. So uh, stores like Meyer, which I think has a pretty good liquor section has a lot more Johnny Walker than they used to. And not just the like Johnny Walker honey or Johnny Walker spicy or whatever they call it. They actually do have a lot of the single barrel stuffs and the, you know, the, the rare selections. Ain't no way I'm paying a hundred bucks for a Jack Daniels bottle. But no, I probably said Johnny Walker a million times when I meant Jack Daniels just now. I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, work. Late. too much work. Well, you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at Matt Noss on Twitter. I'm at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. There it is. We'll see you on the next episode of Matters. <laughs> you almost sounded like a Muppet there. It was a good try. It was a solid try.